0: I promise this is going to connect in some way, but I have kind of a funny question to start off with tonight on this Christmas Eve, and it's a beautiful one. How many of you, raise your hand, use social media, and in particular, use Facebook? Raise your hand. And if your hand isn't up, how many of you know people who use Facebook and use it way too much? Yeah, okay. Um, if your hand was raised at the first group, you are part of over two, 2 billion people in the world. This isn't just an American thing or a European thing. It's, it's a worldwide thing called social media involving Facebook. Uh, this thing has taken off ever since it launched at Harvard some years ago. And it's been growing at this incredible rate, like 16% per year. Uh, in fact, every second there's something like 10 people uh, creating Facebook accounts. A- at any given day there's something like 4 billion likes being made of, of, you know, of things. And, and then it happened, this life-changing thing this past year where Facebook expanded the options. And and you know what I'm talking about. Not only now can you like something, but you can heart or love something or you can... I I never know what that face is. I think it's like laughing. And and then there's the, oh, wow. And then there's the sad face and then the angry face, which got used a lot during the political season, to say the least, by many. Um, So, Facebook users. I, I have a Facebook account and recently... Uh, I've, I've posted some things. I'll show you a couple of them. Earlier this week, here's one I, I put up there. Um, I, I wrote, I missed the wear your mint shirt today, staff memo. And there you got Kwapis on the left there, our director of, of traditional worship, our principal, Todd Pilkey, and, and Steve Wilson, our director of child and family ministry, all wearing pink, I'm sorry, no, bright mint green shirts. In fact, uh, somebody, one of our friends in Chicago uh, wrote a comment on this, said, hey, they look like they're, they're dressed in Frango uh, melt holiday. You may not know that. Anyway, that's one thing, and I got a lot of likes, a lot of likes. I love those likes. And, and here's one. This was a, a couple weeks ago, December 12th. I posted this because I realized on the exact same day, uh, on the same day, uh, a year apart, uh, a year ago on December 12th, I was raking leaves on a 65-degree day. It was wonderful, it was amazing, and, and I noted it and I said, you know, here it is, exactly one year later, I was raking leaves on a balmy 65 degree December day today, not so much. That was the day the snowstorm that weekend hit, I was out blowing snow. So quite a contrast, I got a lot of likes for that one too, there were even a few loves uh, added in there and a lot of comments. Um, I got another one, they posted You may um, remember this. I think I even shared this picture three years ago if you were here. This happened right before Christmas. This is our dog, Charlie. He's a beagle, and, and he can be very mischievous, but in this particular moment, we had just set up the tree. And he got all excited and started running back and forth, back and forth. And he went into the family room where the tree was all set up. And that carpet, it was like a cartoon moment. He turned around and spun and started running as fast as he could. And the entire carpet just rolled up underneath him and wiped out the tree. And uh, yeah, I did that. That's Charlie. That says a lot about my relationship with that dog. Social media and, and Facebook. I mean, and some of you teenagers, you're like rolling your eyes because I did not use Facebook. I know. The average age of those who use Facebook, 24 to 35 years of age. So if you're in that age segment, you are the, the main group that uses Facebook of the 2, million or 2 billion people around the world. But know this, social media like Twitter or some of the others, there are only like a 200 million people in contrast to Facebook. This huge, giant of social media. And you're saying, Pastor, what does this have to do with Christmas. I actually think it has a lot to do with Christmas. And here's what I mean. What is it about Facebook that is so intriguing to people? And I think I know. I think I know why it's so pleasing to post something and get likes and get loves and get answers and get people to notice you. There's something pleasing and exciting and exhilarating even about that, to see that people are noticing your life. What I also notice about Facebook is it's kind of nice because you can choose what to reveal. You can control the impressions that people have of you, And, and you know, that often causes a lot of tension, even a lot of depression and brokenness for people saying, I want that kind of life? How come my family isn't happy like that? How come we're not going on trips like that? How come? How come? And we answer those questions of, I want my life to be more like that. And yet at the same time, what many people post on Facebook are the happy moments, the things they want to share with other people, the things that are likable about us. We we want people to see that. And, you know, there's something that's just really exciting about Really being alive and yet really not really being truly social or personal. Because that's where this kind of starts to break down. We can share a lot about ourselves and yet really people don't really know us. Really not at least the real us. You know, I'm convinced of this. I think we come into a room like this on the night like this. And, and we come with a lot of stories, a lot of brokenness, a lot of messed up stories of realities that are painful and struggles of things that we probably wouldn't post on social media. And yet they're what makes us who we are. Maybe they're internal struggles, maybe they're doubts, maybe they're fears, maybe they're secret sins, maybe they're brokenness in your family or the, a marriage that's falling apart or, or the realities of missing a loved one this Christmas that's not here or the pains of a diagnosis that's coming up and you're just Exhausted. And you're probably not going to post that. And it's even possible people around you don't even know it. And when it gets to the darker places of our lives, the realities come where we say, if I posted the real stuff, people wouldn't like that about me. People wouldn't love me. And yet our longings to be loved, our longings to be noticed, and the realities of connecting with that to realize if people really knew who we are, would we be loved? Hmm. And then we enter into a time where we hear about Jesus. I love what this quote I'm going to share with you. I, I posted this a few weeks ago. Tim Keller writes this. If the baby born at Christmas is really mighty God, you can't just like him. In the Bible, the people who actually saw and heard Jesus never reacted indifferently or even mildly. Once they realized what he was claiming about himself, either they were scared of him or furious with him or they knelt down before him and worshipped him. But nobody simply liked him. Now, Tim Keller's not talking about social media, but I think it parallels quite well. You know, we can come here tonight, and we might be just coming here because our family made us come. We might be coming here because that's what we do on Christmas. I mean, that's what everybody does. They go to church on Christmas Eve because everybody likes Jesus. But I think Tim might be right. Nobody who knew Jesus liked him. It wasn't just a a click of a button. And, and, you know, that's the problem is a click of the button doesn't change our life of saying we like something. It really doesn't require much of us. It doesn't really change our reality. Uh, You know, and the thing is, who are we tonight, really, when it comes to Jesus? I mean, when you think of it, how would you, what button would you click when it comes to your relationship with Jesus? What would He click in his relationship with you? And you know, one of the fears we might have is that if, if God really knows us and knows our thoughts and knows our attitudes and our motivations and knows who we are when no one's looking, well certainly Jesus would have the angry face, wouldn't he? You see, that's what makes tonight so special. God has come not with social media and clicking a, a ranking or a response to you from a distance. Because that really is impersonal. It doesn't change any reality. What tonight is all about is God has come in the flesh, in person. And he hasn't come with anger. He hasn't come with vengeance he hasn't come to heap up guilt and shame over you. No, it's quite crazy. He's actually come to love you. And all of that while knowing you fully. Knowing completely who each of us is, really. And Jesus comes among us. And as Tim reminds us, nobody ever just really liked Jesus You see, when he comes, he doesn't come as a cute little baby, and that's how things stay. I mean, even early on, when Jesus arrives, no one really liked him. They either loved him or worshipped him, or they hated him. You're like, really? Come on. Well, actually, yeah. (laughs) The early story of, of Jesus' arrival soon after his birth his family is really a refugee family on the run herod wanted him for dead and, and there is this massacre of children trying to annihilate the messiah picture those terrible scenes of aleppo and you have a better idea what the early days of jesus life was like as he grows it doesn't get much better Interestingly, the religious people, the people who are the church people, they had a really hard time with Jesus. They didn't like him very much. And the reason was because his heart and his mission and his desire was for those who thought they were unlovable. Those who thought there's no possible way they could be liked based on their life, based in their deeds, based in their story, based on what was known and what was unknown about them. The people who were on the outside looking in. Those were the the people Jesus went to visit. And interestingly, those were the people that flocked to be with Jesus. And they didn't like him. They loved him. They worshipped him. And Jesus spoke truth. Truth to their reality. Truth of grace and mercy and forgiveness. Because they realized they needed it. It's also why the shepherds were so excited that night. The angel tells them to go and see. And the interesting thing is, as they go and they visit, they, they find out it is just as they were told. And as they leave the manger that night, they couldn't help but speak about what they had seen and what they had heard. Because it truly was life-changing. I think about it as this. In this case, that doesn't stand for Facebook share. It stands for face share. Because when you encounter the living God, a God who has come near to love you, a God who is willing to go the way of death in your place, a God who loves you for who you are, right where you are, but refuses to leave you that way and continues to move in your life and remind you that you matter to Him, that He notices you, that He not only likes you, but is crazy about you. The response is, we can't help... But share it. We can't help but celebrate it. That makes tonight an amazing night. I invite you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, you notice us. And not just in the here and the now, you have had us in mind for all eternity. Throughout the centuries, you had a plan To come and rescue us in just the right way. In just the right time. And you would come to not just tell us you like us and love us from a distance. But Lord you would pass into humanity. And come near. In person. To truly connect with us as people in need. People who are broken. People who have doubts and fears. People who often feel like we're on the outside looking in. And want to be loved. We want to be liked. We want to know we matter. And Lord, you are the answer to that. Thank you for visiting us. Thank you for coming to be that kind of savior. And thank you for loving us. And we pray that Lord as we encounter your presence together tonight, just like the shepherds, it would be something that would remind us that this is better than we could ever imagine, and something we're sharing. Lord, bless us in that, by your grace and your presence, in Jesus' name, amen.